So that is La Bantuana Ama Uba. Now this song, I discovered it in Josie. Um, wow, it was actually last week. Last week when we were in Josie at Everyday People, this song dropped and the club went wild. Like these South Africans are crazy insane. They have so much energy. And yeah, I'm going to dial it back now and talk about how, how I ended up going to uh, Josie. But first up... Happy 2020, my loves. Uh, this is episode 21, uh, first episode of the year. And I'm really hoping this year I'll take uh, melanin medicine a bit more seriously and have a few more episodes coming out regularly. If I could get a schedule, 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 whatever, I think that would be great. Um, but for now, at least the first step is recording this and actually posting it. But yeah, I, I'll try to make that more... Um, I'll try and make this more consistent. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Muriki who's constantly just asking me when my next episode is coming out. This one is for you. So yeah, um, happy 2020. Uh, just a brief recap of my December. It was actually quite amazing. I had such a good time. Um, lots of partying as usual. I was always on my bullshit. So I got to hang out with many of my friends. Uh, got to make new friends as well, which was, of course, amazing. Uh, new things are happening. I don't want to talk about them right now, but I'm just really happy. As I mentioned earlier, a bunch of friends and I went to Johannesburg for about uh, six days last week. Uh, we just went straight after Christmas, after Boxing Day, actually. And it was such a lovely experience for the first time ever. I think we were on a flight with a bunch of other Kenyans, which never happens. Um, and then just getting to Johannesburg. At first, we were very antsy. Personally, I was very afraid because of all the things I read about on social media, about like xenophobia and, you know, how basically that country is not quite safe. And I'm telling you, we went there and we had such an amazing time the people there are so lovely so friendly at no point in time did i feel unsafe not even once like it it was actually quite surprising and so refreshing i loved being there the place is amazing it's quite beautiful streets the sky so blue the streets are so clean everything is just very convenient um we were staying seven of us um in morningside in santa and we were at this really lovely airbnb that had a lovely pool and you know nice facilities and the host was actually kind of nice and uh the main reason we went there was because we were attending afropunk which was happening in uh constitutional hill i think it's like a stadium i don't know i i couldn't quite tell what the structure of the place was but it was such a well-organized event like i'm i'm kind of in the event space and i think i i learned a lot from the entire experience and i think even as as kenyans we have you know a lot to learn when it comes to these events um we keep being lambasted as people who like going for these events because we usually have we're to be honest as customers of and as event goers we don't really get value for money and you know we're not there's no for mincing words like i'm going to go for, for an event where like 
5,000 people in Nairobi and they have 10 bathrooms. Can you imagine? Like, that's like 1,000 people. I'm Okay, my math is not good, but I'm just going to say like 1,000 people per bathroom stall. And you can imagine. I'm sorry, women were kind of gross. So it's just such a disgusting experience. And even the organization level of safety, um, I mentioned last year that I was, I got caught up in the stampede at conscience. So right now, every time I'm in large crowds, my heart kind of like starts to palpitate. And I start, like, I feel like I can't breathe. Like, it's really bad, but I'm such a huge fan of live music. And I, it's very hard for me to see an artist that I love is coming to Kenya and then not attending that event. It's, it's quite hard. But anyway, I think what I'll be this year is selective. That's what I'll be. And I think for these guys who do events, like, people need to stop taking feedback personally. It's not a personal attack. It's guys are paying money to attend your event. So please just take this feedback and you know, try and implement it. Because at the end of the day, it's not like we're not trying to support you. We want to come and see these things and attend these events, but we just want to have good experiences and we want to feel safe. And I honestly don't think that's too much to ask for. Um, at Afropunk, like from the beginning, first they had this really cool um, no cash policy. So they have on their tags, they had this NFC um, card. So basically, you're meant to load money onto your card, onto your tag. And then everywhere you go, you just um, tap and go. Like there was no cash at the event, which I think was quite cool. And then in the entrance, they gave everyone a raincoat because Afropunk has been notorious um, to, okay, not notorious. Every Most Afropunks, it's always been raining in, in Josie. So I, I thought that was such a lovely um, measure to take. And then they had really great uh sponsors i remember sprite had a sprite had a tent so they were giving people free sprite they have this new sprite that's like uh cucumber and lemon and then sugar free so you go to the stand they give you free sprite and then they also give you a raincoat as well so i thought that was really quite cool always had a stand always the pads and it was like a self a self-care station for women especially if you're on your period so you could go touch up your makeup or even get free pads and sanitary towels which was a lovely experience and then there's this whiskey brand called Hig Club which I've never heard of before um they had like um a really nice tent set up you could go there drink whiskey smoke their shisha it was nice very nice cool chilled vibes um i think one of my main highlights for afropunk was the people like right from the get-go as you enter there was this huge arc that said no homophobia no fat phobia no hateration or whatever i'm not naming them correctly but as you enter you could tell this was gonna be a judgment-free zone and everybody was so free i think i got there even i feel i felt so at home because everyone was just being their authentic self it was such it was such an amazing display of authenticity creativity loves those so much love it was wow I, I i don't even know how i'm not gonna go for afropunk again this year i don't know but inshallah if it happens i'm definitely gonna go again um so everyone was just wearing whatever it is that they wanted whether if you don't want to wear a bra if you don't want to wear undies if you want to have if you want to wear a tank top and you don't have like wash washboard abs nobody cared and that was like the best part nobody cared like people's makeup was eclectic men were ma were wearing makeup i saw this guy who had like tattooed hair on his head it was just amazing people were out there with pasties and like platforms that were bigger than for the spice girls Ugh, it was just 
a sight to behold. I think if my math is right, we are about almost 20,000 people. And like I said, at no point did I ever feel unsafe. They had about, they had like uh, three, no, what did I say? Three, about four stations, four bathroom stations. Let me call them that. And each place had like, I swear, 30, 30, um, mobile toilets so there was no point in time where you're gonna go and queue longer than one minute they always had toilet paper there were people who are manning the stalls so every time they're keeping on checking are the toilets clean do they have toilet paper are you staying in too long are you okay and even the always station also had um proper toilets which was also you know part of the experience which was really nice and then um so yeah, basically Johannesburg was a lovely experience. Um, I think another highlight of Afropunk was how as Kenyans we all came through to stand for our very own Blinky Bill. He had an amazing performance. We almost nearly missed it, but we caught at least um, the last, I think, four songs. And it was so dope. He's such a lovely performer. He's like the most humble artist ever. So if you hear of any Blinky Bill gig, please guys go through, I mean, come through and, and support him. I think that was quite fun. Another highlight of Johannesburg is the food, the gin. I think I drank so much gin, so much gin. Um, I think <laughs> I keep saying I think I need an alcohol detox probably, but um, it's going to be a bit hard um, because January is birthday month. Um I think usually, I think this month just gives me, I don't want to say anxiety, but um, January is usually weird for me because, of course, you have to get out of holiday mood because December was like one big weekend. And then, and then there's going back to work and then getting back into the thicker things. And then everyone, you know, there's that pressure for everyone is coming up with goals. What do you want to achieve for the new year and all that stuff? I haven't made any goals, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think basically I'm still thinking about what it is that I want. But a weird thing happened, though. Uh, last year, I decided to just write a list of something that I wanted. And to my surprise, I totally forgot about the list until in December I remembered, oh my God, I made a list and oh my God, it manifested and I, I still can't get over that. Like, um, you know, people always say what you think about you bring about. And so for me, I'm, I'm not very good at that because I'm so scared of having expectations and, and getting disappointed. But for me, this was such, you know, it was such an eye opener and I want to be more intentional about what I want to achieve in 2020. So I'm going to take a bit of time to just think about it and, you know, plan and figure out how I'm going to achieve everything so that by December I come back with, you know, more success stories about how I manifested the things that I wanted. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I still feel that's a lot of pressure that, you know, for January. And then of course there's my birthday. Uh, my birthday kind of freaks me out because I usually count it as this is week. Today is what? Today's the 8th. Today's the, sorry, give me a second. Today's the 8th. Uh, my birthday is at, is at the end of the month and I'm usually like, oh my God, I have like 20, 20 or so days to do something significant before I turn older. It's a lot of pressure. Of course, I'm not going to do anything significant in 20 days. So that's, that's why this month is kind of a bust. 
And then I'm going to tell you a phobia of mine. Um, It's kind of weird, but it still kind of scares me. I noticed a few years back that people usually die either a month before their birthday, on their birthday, a month after their birthday. So I don't know. I kind of get antsy. Like, will I survive? Will I see my new year? I'm okay. Death scares me. Not necessarily my death, but now it it becomes more scarier during my birthday month that's when it scares me so i'm kind of anxious usually and i hope this is not the case where i die and then everyone says oh my god did you listen to that episode where she talked about dying please guys please don't do that please that's also one of my fears um and then there's also the pressure for oh my god what am i gonna do for my birthday does anyone really care um I try not to have expectations, but Sally, they're there. And then there's also the pressure for, are you going to have a party? Are you going to do anything? So last year I made a decision. I'm going on a solo trip for my birthday. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm also kind of regretting it because I don't want to usher my birthday in alone. But anyway, it's done. <laughs> so I'm just going to go and have fun. Like, I think it's going to be a good time for me to just sit back and think about my life and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping it's going to be fun. And finally, um, finally, what do I want to say? It's been 12 minutes. Oh, it's been 14 minutes so far. For me, I just want to wish you a very happy new year. Um, this is a chance. A new year is a chance for us to just clean the slate, you know. It's your chance to... Continue being who you are or you can change who you want to be. You can change your goals. You can, you know, become more focused. Um, it's basically a clean slate. You can do whatever it is you want to do with your life. So I hope you choose well. And I'm going to sign off with an excerpt from What a Time to Be Alone by The Slum Flower. I know we canceled her, but you guys, this book is still really good, I, I feel. So I bought it actually last year in January uh, when I was in Dubai. And it really helped me at the time. And I'm actually rereading it again this year. And so, yeah, here's the excerpt. You are supposed to be here. Uh, you might be lost. You might be confused. Your life might feel like it lacks meaning but you're still purposeful. Maybe you aren't doing as well as you thought you'd be doing by now. Everyone around you looks like they found their mojo. The world seems to be moving faster and further without you. But just remember, you're still purposeful. Hope is never all lost. Hope is simply hiding. And if you're, um, and I feel like you're ready to find it. So happy new year once again. And guys, 2020 is our year. For real. I love you all. Thank you once again for listening. Ciao.